Hello and welcome back to the Loyal Sons Show. That's at the Loyal Sons on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and YouTube. Follow us there and follow us here for Pit Sports content you won't want to miss. If you love Chris Blewett and hate not getting invited to the picket wedding, this is the place for you. The Loyal Sun Show, a safe, sunshiny place for your pit athletics fix, brought to you by Section 5. I am David, joined today by my co-host Squid. Squid, how are we doing today? Feeling pretty good. Uh, happy to be back. Was on the show last week. I uh, was celebrating my grandfather's 95th birthday, but we're, we're back into the swing of things now. Uh, happy yeah, birthday, Grandpa. We had a a taste of football yesterday, a lot of football news. We got to watch a Pittsburgh sports football team play. Yes, the USFL counts. So a great weekend overall. Great weekend indeed. Indeed. Uh, Dylan will not be joining us today. He's he's using up his PTO, his loyal son's PTO before the season starts. Um, so we, we all took a little bit of time off here in June. Uh, and I... I doubt if anyone noticed because even though OVs and everything, June is June is slow, man. But it it kind of feels like the second we get into July, like we we round the corner and and it's almost full go. Like everyone starts releasing their college football previews, um, and and we'll have a lot more to talk about and a lot more to think about, and just generally start getting very antsy about the season coming up. Very true, but Pat Narduzzi doing his very best to keep us fully invested in the month of June. I mean, week in, week out, there's mm-hmm. been some fireworks slash pat signals. This weekend wasn't as eventful by quantity, I guess you could say, but right. still a lot of big name visitors to keep us on our toes. Yes. Let's, uh, let's talk about recruitment a little bit. I, I think this is a good point to kind of take a look back at the month Pitt has had um, and, and really dive into what they've accomplished on the recruiting trail uh, during the official visits and, you know, what we're going to be uh, keeping an eye on going forward before the season, as far as guys announcing, I doubt we're going to have another opportunity to sit down and do a whole segment on recruiting uh, before signing day. Um, so this is probably our, our last best opportunity to talk about what an absolute bang up job Narduzzi and company have done this month. Yeah, I don't want to keep saying this over and over again because it feels like we've been saying it the last few weeks, but we're getting good names, some big name guys on campus, and we are starting to lock in a few more than usual. And that is awesome, especially as to how early it is. So, there's a lot of momentum. Mm-hmm. Once these blue chip guys start seeing other blue chip guys commit to Pitt, maybe they think a little bit harder about Pitt. And I think that's the case of what's happening right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it definitely feels like it's been a snowballing effect. Um, so, so this past weekend, I think Pitt probably hosted the most blue chip guys they have in my like consciousness as a pit fan. And and for those of you not familiar with the nomenclature, blue chip is uh, any high school recruit that's a four or five star. Um, and when we refer to a guy who is blue chip, just going on the record to say we are casting a wide net 
if they are a four star or better on any of the four major recruiting services, um, rivals, 247, ESPN are on three. They are a blue chip in my eyes. And and that's mostly because then we get to take credit for more of them. Yeah. So if Rivals has a guy as a four star, Rivals is my new favorite recruiting site. Um, the next day, if we get a guy who's a four star on on three, I will then go on and say on three is the smartest recruiting site out there. Like they know what they're talking about. Everyone else, they're nothing. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah, so basically, uh, anyone, whoever has Pitt ranked the highest, I love the most. And right now, I think it's Rivals, uh, sitting at number 14. Um, they they have the kindest assessments of uh, our past weekend of visitors. And uh, our, our group included uh, one, two, three, four, five... Five four stars or better on uh, rivals, um, which that's got to be some sort of program record, right? I think we talked about this in previous weeks. Don't think we did the research, but I think we can comfortably say that it is. Yeah, I mean, if, if anyone knows better than us, you can just like DM us this week. And we'll probably ignore you because who wants to be corrected? But uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's really remarkable. And <laughs> they, they only they only landed one yet. Um, we got one pad signal around 1030 on Saturday. Um, however, I have to imagine with some of these higher end recruits, these four stars, the ones that are getting courted by Oklahoma, Texas A&M, um, you know, Michigan, I feel like they have the tendency to not make the rush decision of, you know, I, I feel like Coach Narduzzi would have less of an easy time sitting them down in a room and being like, commit now, and then being like, oh, okay, fine, I'm I'm in. Uh, and also, Pat Narduzzi is going to say, commit or else there's no room. You can do that to some of the other guys. Exactly. You can say, hey, we got four cornerbacks already if you want to be Pit Panther better say so now because there's another guy out in that cafeteria eating exactly. dinner right now that's looking for that spot too. With perhaps a four-star linebacker, we will wait. We will keep a spot. We will do they anything kinda, aside they can from call the bluff. Yeah, yeah. Because so much do anything aside from uh, kick a guy off the team on camera. <laughs> true. True. Um, yeah, but I mean, you, you don't have as much leverage the last weekend. So, and we're we're saying this for benefit of any Pitt fans that panicked, like, oh, we got we got four the first weekend, four the second weekend, or however many they got, and we only got one this weekend. Uh, weekend, uh, you have less leverage because you don't have more OVs coming up that you can say, like, hey, we have another guy that we also like. Uh, coming next weekend and we think he's going to commit and then we're going to be out of room. Um, and with people this good, you know, all these four stars, you can't really say, uh, well, you know, we have, we have some, some other, you know, high level guys that could take your spot. Like er, most of the people who came this past weekend were takes like no matter what. Mm. So, um, yeah, there was, there was one pad signal. Um, I think it was sincere Edwards. It seems like it. I mean, if you 
we just did the process of elimination of all the guys who came. The big thing was he decommitted days before his official visit to Pitt. He decommitted from UCF, yeah. So it seems like if you follow the breadcrumbs, it's sincere Edwards. Yeah, I mean, even when he was committed to UCF, he said Pitt and UCF were tied. And then he decommitted from UCF days before the visit. Uh, so that feels like an indication. And then I I don't know how many of you out there are Pat Signal code talkers where you try to decode the emojis. Um, I think at this point it is a, a kind of useless. Uh, however, he does pretty consistently use a sun emoji for Florida guys. And there are only two Florida guys visiting. Um, that were not committed. It was Sincere Edwards and uh, Zymerian Lang, who's a receiver from Florida. Um, both of them are four stars. So uh, pick your pick your poison. I, I I wouldn't be upset with either of those. I just think it's more likely to be Sincere Edwards, the defensive end, than Zymerian Lang. Um, the other so, two you know, Twitter clues, um, because this is the most effective way to conduct an investigation. Charlie Partridge also fired off a tweet. He is our defensive line coach. He's a defensive lineman. He fired off a, it was some sort of gif. So Charlie Partridge was excited about it, especially. And also since Edwards liked the tweet. So. Can you imagine like trying to explain this? Like to your, to your grandpa on his birthday. Uh, yeah, he, your 95 year old grandpa. Yeah. Or just like just any non pit fan. Yeah. He doesn't know what an emoji is. So that would be an uphill battle to be in with. Yeah. That'd be a, that'd be a tough one. You'd, you'd, you'd get caught on a couple points. Um, but anyway, so, uh, pit currently sits at 22 recruits, 19, uh, have announced three, outstanding, including the one from Saturday, three outstanding uh, pad signals. And with the 19 that we have, we have rivals 14th ranked recruiting class for the class of 2024. Uh, That includes four guys that are considered blue chips by any of the major recruiting services. However, John, what if I told you that we could over, we could very likely over double that number. I would be okay with that. Let me let me walk you through it real quick. Jasir Whittington and Day Day Farmer, two early commits, two four star guys. Day Day Farmer visited this weekend. I heard there was some concerns about, you know, he might be a target for other schools to poach. I've heard very good things about this weekend, and it's cementing him for the Panthers. Um, Cam Lindsay, four-star, Aliquippa, things you love to see. Mm-hmm, uh, Caleb mm-hmm. Holmes, the guard from Georgia, is a top 200 player on 247. He's a four-star. Um, of the silent commits, it is believed that upwards of all three of them are blue-chip guys. Of... The Loyal Sons, we have our sources. The names that we've consistently heard thrown around are, you know, Sincere Edwards from this last weekend. We've also heard of 
uh, Yassine Williams, the running back, and Coy Beasley, who's like a top 100 player. He's a safety. Um, there's been some consternation about those, some other schools trying to make a push. But all the evidence that we have gotten suggests that those three guys committed to Pat Narduzzi on their visits to Pitt. So that could yeah, be upwards of seven. That is going to be a very fun recruiting class to just look at on the recruiting websites. I always love looking and say, oh, this year was so cool. We had three, four-star recruits. Imagine just having to scroll like a little bit down to get to the three stars. Squid, do you want to hear my impression of Billy Mays? All right, I'll set the scene. It's 2 a.m. I just woke up uh, on the couch. The TV's still on. It's true Cold TV. Cold sweats. Yep, let's hear it. But wait, there's more. Got a little Thank oxyclean. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank uh, you. So seven. Seven names we have just said. There were also three other blue chip visitors this past weekend who by all indications Pitt made a decent impression on. And then six more guys who visited in June um, among all or most Pitt is considered at least a top option. Not maybe not number one, but are making the final threes and final fives of these recruits. So as, as I sit here reading off my handy-dandy cheat sheet, that is 16 four-stars, 16 blue-chip recruits that as of, what is today, June 25th, Pitt is still, is either has landed or is still in the running for. Last year, it, we had one or two. The year before that, one or two. The year before that, I think we had a we, we knocked it out of the park and and you know grabbed like four blue chips. This is this is unheard of for Pitt in the recruitment rankings era. Are you surprised? I know we talk about oh we won the ACC championship. We've had the sustained success under Narduzzi. He's been there for a while. He got the great culture. Are you even a little bit surprised that we're getting this many? I don't think I'm surprised. I, I mean, I hoped and wished and prayed that this would happen at some point. Um, I really thought it would be the last recruiting class. So I'm, I'm now going to, you know, take my lashings. We remember when I was uh, having a meltdown after Kev, uh, after Minchie decommitted and went to Notre Dame, and I went on a very long rant about how I thought things were going to be different. And how, yes, developing talent is great, but I would really love to see Pitt develop talent that is already super talented. Um, I owe Pat Narduzzi and company an apology. Um, I should have just been a little bit more patient because what they've been able to... This, this feels like the class that we finally were able to leverage that... ACC championship success with this is what I imagined for last year and we're getting it. It was a year delayed. I apologize for freaking out, but you know, barring anything catastrophic happening with this class, this is going to be Narduzzi's best class by a country mile. 
and we're not done yet. So even if our investigative journalism slash Twitter stalking is wrong, and those four-star guys we mentioned earlier aren't the ones who silently committed, there are some really good alternatives. Yeah, I mean, you you just got to feel good about where Pitt is at right now. So let me ask you, um, of the guys who are not yet committed and, you know, have not been rumored to be a silent commit, who do you want the most? I think Sincere Edwards is probably one of them, but now that we think that he is most likely a Pitt Panther at this point, we just don't know it, I will exclude him. There's some sweet wide receivers. I think it's a big need, but I think Trevor Jackson's obviously number one. I think Getting, I think that's the clear cut number one. If we had a top quarterback in this class, this will be everything we asked for and more. If we miss out on all the top quarterbacks we wanted, and I don't know if they'll take a guy lower rated, more of a project or not, or those rely on the portal, that'll leave a little bit to be desired. Like, oh, I got to get a quarterback every class. If we get Trevor Jackson and, and keep everything else intact this will be not only a home run it'll be a home run out of pnc park and across the allegheny river this will like land on the roof of a building downtown wow we're, we're clearing clearing the allegheny at this point yeah no i i have to agree i mean trevor jackson is a he's a four-star quarterback he, if if you're not familiar with him his high school quarterback coach is Rod Rutherford, which was how this connection was made in the first place because uh, Rutherford was Rutherford was nudging him a little bit in the direction of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, but I want him desperately, and I think we really, really have a chance. However, he kind of has a weird recruitment. He So he was down to Pitt, Mizzou, and Texas A&M, essentially, and then his recruitment started to blow up a little bit. And it was rumored that Miami offered him, but nobody has been able to confirm whether or not Miami offered him. And then Mizzou and Texas A&M both signed quarterbacks. And then Texas A&M signed a second quarterback. So like logically process of elimination, it's pit, right? But he just visited Texas A&M this past weekend. Is he is he trying to be the third quarterback in that class? I, I'm I'm confused as to what's going on here. Well, he competed at the Elite Eleven and was one of the lower rated guys going into it, but he was one of the highest performers. He won a lot of the challenges that they do in the Elite Eleven in their grading system and all those drills, seven on sevens and whatnot. So he really showed out and. I was worried he might have blown up a little bit too much. And then these other schools that were not super high on him, like Texas A&M, were like, oh, shoot. Maybe we, we like this guy more than the other guys. So I don't know what's going to happen. I feel like Pitt's been the constant, so that's playing in our favor a lot. Some other schools have been in early, then out, and then their names reappear late. But Pitt's been there since almost day one, I'm guessing. So uh, I'm pretty confident that they could land him unless – you know, we'll probably be called homers and we blame everything on NIL, but maybe some school comes in with a bag on December 1st and steals them away from us. 
but I'm not going to worry about that. I think the way this class has been going, I, I'm not going to waste any time being worried about things like that happening. Well, you know who is uh, wasting time worrying about those things happening? You? No, every oh. other Pit fan alive. Oh, okay. Because the the whole the whole blowing up after Elite Eleven, um, is reminding people of someone else that already got a name drop this episode, mm-hmm. Kenny Minchie. Uh, yeah, I I think Pit fans are so snake bit about what happened last year with on finding such a hidden gem in Kenny Minchie and months and months and months later, other schools with deeper pockets and more recognizable helmets, figuring it, you know, recognizing that talent late and making a push and stealing him. Um, even though it happened once every, every pit fan I've seen online seems uh, very intent on manifesting it again with Trevor Jackson. Uh, I think we got to take a step back. The Kenny Mitchie thing sucked. Obviously, we lost a highly rated quarterback at the last minute in our recruiting class. But a lot of things went wrong. It wasn't Pitt screwing up. It was, I think Notre Dame struck out on like three transfer portal quarterbacks. And then they had a couple of quarterbacks who they were finalists for go to like Alabama, then like USC, then like Tennessee or something crazy. So they struck out on everyone possible. And at the last minute, they were desperate and we're like, well, we like this Kenny Minchie guy. Let's see what we can do. And it worked. A lot of things had to go wrong. It wasn't incompetence on Pitt's part. I think if we continue to just stay the course, I don't know. I, I'm just being optimistic. I, I'm optimistic about Trevor Jackson. I am too. But the only thing that gives me pause, and I, I refuse to buy into this like, yeah, every year for the rest of forever, uh, Pitt is going to find a hidden gem and have him stolen by someone willing to drop a bag. Um, but I, I, it's also hard to not notice that Trevor Jackson is a four-star quarterback. He also has an offer sheet that I do not think is consistent with a four-star quarterback. It is, it is not insanely impressive i mean there's there's a lot of a lot of big schools and a lot of conferences uh represented here um just a few less than i would expect for someone of his stature and someone of his ability so it does worry me because there's only so many blue chip quarterbacks per recruiting class and there's like 60 or 70 schools that can realistically compete for you know a four-star quarterback so i have to imagine as guys start signing their names on the dotted line there's going to be some big programs with money that are going to go sniffing around looking for okay who's who's unsigned who is with a school we think that we can swipe them away from and i think i think he could be a candidate for that um the other thing that worries me is that like i think pitt's been such a logical choice for him given what his the other schools he's visited have been doing uh, as far as recruiting quarterbacks, that the fact that we haven't gotten a commitment from him yet, like it feels like we should have done that already. And the fact that we haven't yet is a little concerning to me. I'm telling you, the Elite 11 is the worst thing that could happen to Pitt. 
If I was Narduzzi, I'd be like, hey, we will just give you a large sum of money through an IL if you don't go to that. <laughs> we, well, yeah. I, or we could just well, like sabotage his future, like accidentally like cancel his flight somehow or like slash his tires so he doesn't make it on time. <laughs> now we're now we're encouraging Pitt to uh to vandalize the property of of 17 year olds, but I I get your point. I get your point. We we should do what we can to avoid the Elite 11 at this point. Um, but, uh, hey, I he's kind of our last shot this year. Every other guy that we were looking at is spoken for. Apparently, Matt Hasselbeck's kid uh, is, is pretty locked in with Michigan State at this point. Uh, so it's kind of Trevor Jackson or bust. And by bust, I mean go steal a developmental prospect from a group of five school like we did last year and then try to get another one through the portal. I'm okay with swinging for the fences and if you fail, there's always going to be the portal. So it's, it's I would prefer good... if it wasn't every year that we had to do that, but I'm okay with going for the, the big names that you might lose out on. All things considered, it is a very decent last resort. Find, you know, a guy you think you can develop and then look for proven commodities in the transfer portal. It's it's the last resort, but it's not a terrible one. But um, I forgot that I was also supposed to give... Uh, we, we, we got really lost on the quarterback play, but uh, I I would be remiss if I didn't add that uh, Nick Marsh, who is the number 54 player in the country on Rivals, he's a receiver, known position of need for Pitt, uh, has Pitt in his final five. He was long considered a Penn State lock, but I've been hearing hashtag rumors from hashtag sources that... Um, Recently, Pitt has been moving the needle on him pretty significantly. Uh, so he would be the highest rated Panther on rivals probably since Paris Ford, maybe since Russell Shell. So that is absolutely something to keep an eye on as we get near his commitment date, which I believe is uh, early July. All I'll say is his name on Twitter is Nick, quote, Megatron, end quote, Marsh, so I want him to be a Pit Panther. Yeah, yeah. I I I want all of them. Yeah, I want all of them. So we've we've gotten more in the weeds on recruitment than we typically do, and we've said the names of a lot of seventeen-year-old children, uh, and and you know. It's, it's pretty easy to get lost in the shuffle with all that because this is really technical stuff. This is really, really uh, pit nerd stuff. Um, if, if you aren't like a regular commenter on the Panther Lair, you have probably already turned this off, which is fine. But the point that we are trying to get on is that I think Pitt's turning a corner. I don't think this is a one-time thing. I, think I don't think this is a one-time thing. As long as we don't go five and seven this year, which would be catastrophic, I think this is what we can expect for years to come. Or Pat close Nard- to it. I don't know if we'll get close to double-digit four-star commits every year, 
but getting close to it will probably be the new goal. It'll be the new benchmark. And it'll be really funny whenever we're upset about only getting seven four-star commits in a class when before if we got one or two, that was awesome. We've given Narduzzi credit a million times for raising the floor of the program. You know, we aren't we aren't going to have a lot of five or six win seasons while Narduzzi is here. Our our realistic target is now eight nine wins regularly, I believe. And but but recruiting classes like this, this is how you raise the ceiling. This is how you make, this is how you win conference championships. This is how you make playoff noise, especially with the 12 team playoff coming up. And I know we are not recruitment rankings guys. Like we are, we are not a certain school in the middle of the state that thinks that, you know, you might as well be handed a big shiny ring and a playoff trophy uh, just by virtue of signing more five stars than the schools in your surrounding area, but like with Pitt's proven track record of getting the most out of the kids they sign from high school, regardless of where they rank on some bullshit recruiting list, getting kids that are a little bit more polished, a little bigger, a little faster into a system that is so good at developing talent. I mean, I'm not crazy for thinking the sky is the limit if we can increase, you know, the the level of talent we're bringing in. You're not crazy. Thank about you. That. Yeah. It's not much of a secret that I have a home field apparel problem. Even before we started this show, I couldn't even step foot on a new college campus without making sure there was something from that school's home field collection waiting on my porch when I got home. So we are, understandably, over the moon to partner with Homefield this season to keep Pitt fans comfy, cozy, and stylish at a fraction of the price by using promo code LOYALSUNS for 15% off your next order. This discount applies site-wide and with unique vintage collections for every school from Pitt to Bama, Jackson State to Colgate, Michigan, Marshall, Marquette, and both Miamis, there's something for every fan. So whether you're buying for a pit fan or for a loser freak, use promo code LOYALSONS at homefieldapparel.com to save big on your next order. Each code applies once per email address, so get those work emails and burners ready. That's homefieldapparel.com. A lot of fun things coming soon. A lot of cool stuff in the pipeline. Uh, so for starters, the... Uh, golf outing, the Alliance 412 golf outing that we are doing in conjunction with our friend Greg at Rendine Consulting and to benefit Snapper 49, uh, Byron Floyd's charity benefiting uh, Children's Hospital. Uh, we are having a we are helping put on a golf outing on Sunday, July 23rd at Quicksilver Golf Course starting at 7 a.m. Um, if you purchase a foursome uh you can get one with a pit student athlete so you two buddies and uh a pit football player i think we might might also 
end up getting uh, some other sports potentially still working a few things out. It depends how many foursomes we're able to sign up. Uh, it's a four-man scramble format um, with lunch afterward. Beverages are included. Uh, that is correct. You can drink some free beer that you pay money for. Uh, but then after that, after uh, the outing, lunch, and a Q&A session hosted by yours truly, the Loyal Sons, with the uh, Alliance 412 athletes. So if you have not yet signed up, if this is in something you'd be interested in sponsoring, getting your name on the, uh, uh, on the program or sponsoring a whole, please reach out to us or uh, Greg at Rendine Consulting. Um, it is such a blast. We had so much fun last year. Even if you're not a golfer, it's a fun day. Great for pit fans before, during, and after. You're just hanging out with other people who really love pit. I thought one of the coolest parts was the Q and A. I mean, oh yeah, uh, yes, it was just another interview. You can write in your questions, but it was a more candid uh, setting. Everyone was super open to talking about uh, everything. Deion Hayes was flashing his ACC championship ring. I mean, Keaton Slovis up there uh, talking trash on West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Morgan was there last year. He was uh he always has something some, to say. He was making some bold predictions, to say the least. If you're there, you remember. <laughs> but everyone was super uh, open, honest about the program and whatever the fans had on their mind. So, uh, very cool event. Yeah, it's, then you it's get about to play golf. It's about the most access you'll get to uh, your your favorite pit players. It's it's pretty cool. You can you can learn a thing or two. Um, so yeah, uh, sign up for that. Um, you can actually find... that Q and A is on YouTube, so you should go to our channel and watch yeah. it. Yeah, there's some gems in there. Yeah, yeah, some real, especially in hindsight, some real good stuff. Um, so uh, you can find the link on Panther Lair. We've pinned it to our profile as well. We should probably get that into our uh, link tree. I will do that right after this. So if you're listening, go to our link tree in our Twitter bio and you will find a link to it. Um, but then the other thing is uh, something equally as exciting. Uh, we are partnering with Iron City Light, our favorite beverage in the entire world, to increase and maximize the pit tailgating experience this football season. There was a match made in heaven. Um, whenever we started this, we thought, who would be cool to work with? And obviously, tailgating is almost as big as the games for us. We love college football tailgates. So everyone, any and all, are invited to the Loyal Suns tailgate in the gold lot where there will be... Where we belong. Iron City Beer. If you walk up to our tailgates with anything that isn't an Iron City light, Squid is going to fight you. And Squid was a Division II athlete. Two-sport Division II athlete. Two-sport Division II athlete. You don't want no part of this shit. But yeah, we're, we're super pumped about uh, partnering with them. A um, couple fun things before the season. They gave us a, a couple really cool pieces of merch to raffle off to uh, Pit fans. If you follow us on Instagram, which you all should, uh, you saw the, um, the Pit Icy Light beanbag chair. That we that we gave away this past week. 
that was to our buddy Sam. Just dropped it off to his place. It's going to be a great addition uh, to his apartment. And uh, yeah, we we have a couple more things coming down the pipeline. So keep your eyes on our Instagram if you want to win some cool icy light merch. So with all that, Squid, do you have any final thoughts? Oh yes, yes, yes. Uh, we talked about recruiting in June. That's keeping us interested in the sport of football. We got to get football year round, of course. I don't know if any of you watch the USFL. I never have because I'm like that's just a way, 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 way worse version of college and NFL football. So I didn't waste my time. I would tune in to see like if there are any pit players and teams. There's really no one notable on these USFL teams aside from a handful of guys. We were out at a bar. The Pittsburgh Maulers were on, playing for the North Division title. Chance to go to the the championship. I don't know if they have a fun name for it, like the Super Bowl. Just two, four, and six USFL teams going all out to go to the championship. The Maulers from Pittsburgh, obviously rooting for them, but they also had Chris Blewett. So even more rooting interest. Uh, on brand, Chris Blewett drew like a 48-yarder in the first quarter. Uh, had a 28-yarder blocked at the end of the f- first half. Wasn't too happy about that, but he bounced back. Oh, boy, did he bounce back. He made a 59-yard field goal to take the lead with under two minutes left. It was absurd. The bar went nuts. Most of the people in the bar didn't know what we were cheering for or why, but we were watching the USFL on a corner TV, cheering our hearts out for our old friend Chris. The Chris Blewett experience is the pit experience in a nutshell. Just kind of wacky and all over the place, an emotional roller coaster, but comes through for you in the end. Yeah, the Pittsburgh Maulers coach didn't even kiss him with the cheek before it. He just went up and did it all on his own, so... Seems to be doing all right now. Yeah, he needs even less encouragement now. He's an adult. He probably just thinks about nerders. You kiss him before every kick now. I know I do. So who, we're off to the championship. Who who are our Maulers playing? I actually didn't check. They're playing the winner of whoever we're played st- today. We're still new to being fans of the USFL. Um, I forget. Well, it doesn't matter because they're but about they to play get... in, They play in Canton next Saturday, so we're thinking about going. Yo, that'd be that'd be a fun little road trip. I love that stadium. It's right on the highway through Canton. It's right next to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Cool little uh, one-sided stands, but like a half bowl. It's nice. I like it. Um, but not to count... bore you on the USFL, but overtime was electric too. They have a two-point shootout, so it's not like alternating one-and-one one after they do – two overtimes in college now each team just gets three plays alternating offense defense whoever scores the most out of those three wins and if they're still tired they just go to sudden death back and forth so the Maulers got they scored in their first two and they got two stops so it was a walk-off defensive stop so it's not sudden death like college overtime but it's like like frames like best of five like uh soccer pks exactly that's pretty cool. It was cool. All right, so you're all Maulers fans now. We need we need a championship in Pittsburgh. It's been a little bit too long. It was the first playoff one in Pittsburgh in a long time, I believe, in about a decade. 
Jesus Christ, I hated everything about that sentence. Uh, so my final thought is about the man that's going to break that streak for the Steelers. Uh, congratulations to Kenny and Amy Pickett on their beautiful wedding yesterday. Our our sweet, beautiful boy is all grown up. Yeah, I remember we joked about it. Kenny's sophomore year, like after a big game, we were like, wow, we're just watching Kenny grow before our very eyes. Little do we know how much growing he'd be doing over the next six. Uh, I was watching the Instagram stories as if I was in attendance, standing in the back row. Kind of disappointed we didn't get the invite. Um, we are the world's foremost Kenny Pickett band or, or uh, lovers. So, you know, we... No, nobody has been on Kenny Pickett and insisting that he is going to be the greatest football player of all time longer than us, except maybe his family. So it kind of felt like he could have had room for us, but you know, it's whatever. Uh, still love you, Kenny. Uh, but no, the wedding looks sick. Um, I saw a picture. He had like just a, a seafood bar of just like shrimp and oysters. Uh, underneath a ice sculpture of the Steelers logo. That is the kind of shit I would have at my wedding if I signed a like $30 million rookie contract. <coughs> you good? <laughs> I think. You're just getting a little bit emotional over there about the Pickett family. And I don't blame you. Yeah, so so congratulations to the Pickets. Uh, so so happy to see our our beautiful boy doing his thing. Well, the best part was the day heart. before his wedding, he was still practicing. He was on the practice field with Allen Robinson over in New Jersey, just throwing lasers. So one day off, he took one day off to get married. But I'm sure he's back on the field today. He is probably so a little ready. bit hungover, just unfazed. Good for Kenny. Good for the pickets. Obviously, Dylan's not here, but uh, he abdicated his final thought to us and uh, wanted us to give you all an update on West Virginia basketball, Squid. Yeah, West Virginia fans are weird. I unfortunately was scrolling through West Virginia Twitter, just seeing what the state of the fan base was like, who is decommitting. At first, it seemed like there was going to be a lot of decommits. There were a few guys that came back after testing the waters. Kirk Crystal was the big one. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on the assistant coach's name, but they hired their assistant coach for at least this year as an interim I guess in hopes of keeping the team together for the most part, they don't want to have a mass exodus. But the weird part is everyone, even the players, Kirk Chris specifically said, let's run this one back for coach Huggins. I think it's weird. Oh yeah. The how they're rallying the around this as if he was just like, he died. He like went out on top and, or something like that. It's like, mm, no, he kind of, it's just weird. 
Yeah, the the attempts to reframe Bob Huggins as the victim in this whole situation are are pretty mind blowing. Uh, what what do you what do you think of the decision to hire the assistant coach? Well, it seemed like they went after a couple like top up and coming coaches in like the group of five ranks. Like Andy Kennedy was a big name. Um, he's had some success. Um, John Beeline was a name uh, huh. that people wanted, but he's old. I guess he wasn't interested or West Virginia wasn't interested. And I don't know if those guys were their top choices. And then they're like, well, might as well just hire our assistant who everybody likes to stay afloat and not have our entire roster leave. I don't think it's a terrible strategy, to be honest. I mean, if you're striking out with all the people you really want, uh, the assistant coach, at least giving him a year or two, um, it increases the chances that the guys who committed from the portal in the past year are going to stay. They've already developed a relationship with him. And I think West Virginia kind of realized that they had a very short window with the transfer class that they got. Mm. I I hate co- to compliment them. And I, I do want to emphasize that they're only doing this because they struck out on everybody they actually wanted. But uh for their position, this was not a bad call. Yeah, uh, all things considered, they did a good job of salvaging their team. Maybe. They will lose horribly to Pitt in basketball this year, irregardless. But it has been funny to watch this roller coaster of a, a stretch for our neighbors 60 miles south. Can't wait to do it all again in football season when we get Neil Brown fired. But uh, I, I, I think I've simply had had enough on this Sunday night. Uh, I, I need to sleep. So, uh, Squid, excellent stuff as always. And to the rest of you out there, hail loyal sons of Pittsburgh.